Hey athletes, it's Josh and Cole, and this is the Coaches Collab Podcast. All right, crack that shit. Tell me how it tastes. All right. Ginger lemon. Thank you, thank you, Shelby. Ginger lemon kombucha. There's grapefruits in there. There's one with chia seeds I didn't even know existed. See, the thing is, Josh, mm-hmm. so people who don't know, I just came from the gas station. It's kind of been a tradition now to drink kombucha on the podcast. Oh, yeah. So I grabbed kombucha, right? Yep. Shit. And I saw this ginger lemon, and I didn't grab it because I didn't want to have ginger lemon. Too fucking bad. And I grabbed California grape, which is delicious, by the way. And then I get to Josh's place here, and uh, he peer pressures me into, because he has a ton, thanks to Shelby, peer pressures me into having some ginger lemon, which I didn't want to do. Oh, come on. This is, come on, ginger reduces inflammation. It's great for your guts. There's a reason three billion people in the world eat ginger. Terrible. It's get not it, that get bad. it in your throat. It's Do not it that bad. Gargle with it a little bit. I'm not gonna gargle it. Gargle. Gargle that shit. Get it in your throat. You tell me. It's not terrible, dude. Oh, it's harsh. I think it's harsh. Well, you're just pussy, I guess. I think it's the lemon. I don't even think it's the ginger. It's like the aftertaste that's a little meh. Yeah. But I think like the kind of the carbonation and everything kind of makes it taste a little bit better. The great monster you've got, mm, that's this gonna taste dude. really good. Oh, I love those. You mean the ultraviolet? Those are awesome. These are the best. The sugar-free? Yep. Um, I either go this or the blue one. Have you ever had the Great Bang? Is that the, um, is it just called grape? No, I think it's uh, Purple Haze. Purple or Haze, there yeah, you go. that one's pretty that good. That one's pretty good. If you're looking for a heart attack. Yes. 300 milligrams of caffeine. Yeah. yeah, but I do that in my sleep, dude. My mm. daily intake of caffeine is like around go. 700. Okay. Oh, speaking of. So last week I told you about... Told you about these. Right now Josh is running across his home. His apartment. Oh, I just got shit everywhere. <laughs> um, caffeine tablets. Yeah. So after my workouts, I'll be taking these 100 milligram caffeine tablets just so to see if... Do you, do you take a pre-workout? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. All right. Um, I take, we sell Condense. Yep. Um, basically because even though it doesn't say it's third party tested or anything like uh-huh. that, there's four ingredients in there. Right. Um, I, I take... What does it have? Beta, mm, caffeine. Yep. Um, beta alanine. Yeah, beta alanine. There's 150, maybe, no, there's 200 milligrams of caffeine per serving. Um, there's betaine anhydrous, okay. beta alanine, and L-citrulline. <laughs> right. That's it. That's all you need. That's all you need. Yep. Um, and then whatever flavoring that's disgusting is in there. Yeah. Um, with, I always like that. So I used to do, we, we had razor, not razor, shit, what was it called? Not craze. Can't remember. Anyway, we sell it at the gym. Reactor. Reactor, yeah. Oh, f- reactor, I mean, it has 300 milligrams of caffeine, but that's not what's stimulating you. There's some... See, that's why I never took it, because I get drug tested oh, at my exactly, meets. exactly. And I would, I mean, because I was up at the front desk, mm-hmm. um, and I would always see people taking it, and it would smell so good. I'm like, man, I just want to sip of that. Oh, like, blue oh. raspberry, so good. Really? Yeah. What do they have, like dragon fruit? Too? Oh, all, all flavors you can imagine, and they're good. But when you read the supplement label... And on the back it says, like chewing on a power yes. line energy. Yes. It's a little scary. It literally says that on the nutrition facts. Yep. When I read that, I'm like, yeah, that's probably not. No, legal. and then you look at the list. There's more stimulants in it than anything else. It's crazy. Uh, but yeah, so do you take fast twitch or what are you taking? So when I do take pre-workout, I take, um, I kind of bounce around, but... I've taken this. Do you know who Omar Isaf is? Okay. He's like a YouTube guy. Um, Fuck him. <laughs> no, so he made this kind of company that has basically they just sell this one product, oh, okay. which is a pre-workout, and it's only got so it's only got three ingredients. Okay. It's got the caffeine, beta, alanine, and then um, carnitine. L-carnitine. Oh, okay, L-carnitine. Yep, and so. For me, I was like, well, that's all I need. Right. And it was cheap because 
he kind of priced it because he's like, I'm not trying to make money off this. I just know there's a need for this product right. in the supplement industry. So that's why he made it. Um, but I like that because it's got a heavy dose of beta alanine. Oh, yeah. Like I said before, my daily intake of caffeine is so ridiculous that I don't feel it ever. Oh, yeah. Like I'm basically just like need it to get that baseline functionality for myself throughout the nice. day. But I don't like feel anything from, from yeah. caffeine. So that's where that, that's why I like the high dose of beta alanine yeah. because it, I can feel it. That face twitchy. Yes. yes. I got to work itchy. out otherwise. Yep. I, I'm going to be itchy. Yep. Yeah. And that's because when you take pre-workout, I mean, you kind of take it to like I change like, your mood to change your yep, perception. I yeah. like the feel of it. I like feeling it yeah. in my body, feeling it kick in. So that's what I take. It's called the company's called Gnosis, G N O S I S. Okay. And I can't remember. I think that's just what it's called. I okay. don't know what. Oh, it's called Gnosis in the pre-workout's called Singularity. Singularity. Yep. Oh, look at that. Um, and the reason I, again, I take condense is if they're, what they say is in it is in it, I'm not going to get popped for anything when right. I do compete mm -hmm. because I'll be drug tested too. Yep. Um, yeah, that's, it's so sketchy. You go to a GNC and you take, you take anything that's supposed to get you ripped, get you big, get you massive, that's illegal. Yes. You're going to get popped yes. for it right now. Yes. Um, that's, that's nuts. So I actually want to talk about how do you balance your job that sometimes it's a 10 hour shift mm -hmm. and still getting better at powerlifting? Like, so I'll tell you a story before you do. So yep, Joel and AJ, two guys from the gym. I just remember AJ one day, he saw Joel at the gym and he was like, you know, let's do this. I don't know if it was squat or bench or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he said, I got to tell you, I moved a buddy this weekend. And the look of disgust on Joel's face, you did what? You you did anything this weekend where <laughs> I, I assume, and I've, I've never confirmed this with Joel, but it's the less you can do outside of the gym, the better, because you're going to have more energy. You can do more. Right. Uh, moving your buddy is going to tax your nervous system in such a different way. And I mean, that's probably why you did it. Mm -hmm. So uh, how do you, how do you balance that out? So just a little background for people who don't know, I actually recently full time, I used to do it part time. Um, I full time started doing construction. I am a carpenter and I install um, acoustical ceilings, which are like the suspended tile ceilings. Um, so that's, and I've been doing that for a couple months now. So and it's a lot of overhead movements, up and down ladders, he's yep. holding shit over his head. Yep, and, yeah. yep. And, but the nice thing is, in comparison to a lot of other different trades, this one really, the, the work isn't like very brutal. Yeah, you're not installing carpet. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm not hunched over. Yeah. I'm able to stand up. You're not putting up. shingles up. Yeah. Yep. I'm right. able to stand upright all yeah. day, which is a huge thing. Because like you said, putting in carpet hunched yeah. over and on your knee, like that's really bad for you. Or um, sheetrock. Yeah. 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 And the tile is light. I was going to say, it's got to be pretty light. It's, yeah. It's super light. I yeah. mean, so it's not... I'm really, I mean, the first couple of weeks when I got back into it, because I used to do it, I did it like for the summers yeah. when I was home from school. Like the first couple of weeks, it takes a little bit. Your shoulders are pretty oh, fatigued sure. just yeah. because your arms are always over your head. Um, but now since I've been the swing of it, I mean, it's, it's going pretty good. And like I said, it's not very physically taxing, but the one thing that is tough is just the sleep. Oh yeah. The overall sure. sleep because it's early mornings. Right. So like for example today I worked in Plymouth. Yeah. And so most of the time our jobs they we'd like to start at six. Mm -hmm. So that means I have to leave my house at quarter to five. Yeah. So I mean I'm up at four. Right. And you know, if you count that backwards, that's you know, trying to get to bed at eight, nine o'clock if I if want. If you can. Right. If I want eight hours. Right, right. So um, and then like, for example, last night I didn't fall asleep until 10, 10 right. 30. So very light on sleep, for right? Sure. Six hours. And for me personally, there are some, I mean, there are some people who can function well on low, on not a ton of sleep. Like they get six hours and yeah. they're good. But for me, I am someone who really needs eight hours. Yeah. I just actually went through that too. It was Tuesday night into yesterday, right? I, I went to bed at my normal time for whatever reason I couldn't fall asleep mm -hmm. and I bet I got six hours of sleep. I bet I did. 
didn't feel like it. Yeah. I woke up hungover, I felt. Yeah. I felt so strung out and out of it. And so I guess this can be a two-part question. So with work, I got to believe maybe it's not physically draining, but it's got to be mentally draining because yep. it's just mundane. Thankfully, you get to listen to podcasts and things right, like that. Right, right. Um, and music and whatever else, I assume. But that and sleep, how do you... So if you are sleep-deprived, do you not work out that day or if you had a tough day at work or does having your RPE system help you out or yeah and a lot of that actually kind of remains to be seen because I haven't worked full-time construction while I've been in a full-fledged meat prep right so right now like we talked about in the last podcast I've been on kind of this injury protocol yeah so I'm only lifting three four days a week and it's relatively low volume um, so, like I said, I don't really know yet, but the, the best thing I can do to kind of prepare myself is just ease into the volume for, for sure. training. Yeah. Because, obviously, because there are days when I squat in the gym and then the next day I'm getting up on my scaffold up and down and my legs are killing me. Yeah. You know? So, one, it, they both affect each other, but, like I said, if I slowly add that in, I think it'll, I think it'll help yeah and like I said it kind of remains to be seen if right. I'm and that's the thing too is when I'm in the middle of meat prep my workouts can be three hours long yeah it's a long day so that's and that's not much time for anything else but sleep. work and working out yeah and then you got to sleep yeah because yeah. most of the time I mean well lately I've been working here in St. Cloud so it's been nice but let's say I'm you know working in St. Paul which we do a lot or Plymouth or Plymouth yeah. yep Plymouth was kind of nice because it's on this side of the city, so but it still, took me an hour to yeah, get here. Yeah, still an hour. Yep. So, I mean, get off at 2, you know, I'm get home at 3, and then I got to change to get ready for the gym. Right. Gym at 4. Or podcast. Yep, or podcast. Gym at 4, two and a half hour workout, right. 6.30, and then I got to go home, eat, get my lunch ready, 7.30, it's like, well, now I got to go to bed yeah. and do it all over Yeah, again. so... Has that affected your meal prep for lunch? So do you just like throw shit together because you So I used crushed? to, but now, so like, I took Monday and Tuesday off this okay. week because I was gone for right, nationals, right. but. Which we'll talk about. Yep, but um, so like yesterday I just sat down, cleared off my table, took a loaf of bread and just, I just made a shit ton of sandwiches. Okay, yep. So that, that way it, it just saves time, yep. you know, so that when I get home, or I just have them all in the fridge, so in the morning I grab a couple Cliff Bars, grab a couple fruit, fruit cups, grab my sandwiches, and then I'm good to go. Fast and easy. Yep. Yeah. And then that also allows me to sleep in a little bit more because I don't have enough to, that much to do right. in the morning. So. Yeah, just get ready and go. That's cool. And then, I mean, having all that stuff ready, you can just grab it and eat it. Yep. So, yeah, yeah, yep. Um. So when you do get into competition training again, do you are you going to try to change what you meal prep or does food not really bother you? Um, so I am. Um, I mean, I just if I so I used to eat a lot of those protein cookies that we yep. sell at the gym, yep. um, which are very similar to Cliff Bar sugar wise, mm -hmm. and I found myself eating you know two three of them a day to just get through my workout yep. my mundane day. Um, but when I swapped those out, I I got a performance gain. Mm -hmm. Does that really affect you? Does it? Um, so I'm the type of person who I'm not, I don't really feel differences that okay. much. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, so I'm a sensitive guy. Yeah. See, you're, you're one of the guys who are super in tune with all this stuff. Yeah. Where for me, I don't really notice that. It's probably much better that way. Possibly. Right? Unless you're, you know, strung out cause you didn't get enough sleep. Right. If you don't, I mean, I always envy people like you where whatever. Yeah. Let's just do it. I mean, unless I do something crazy, like eat, three McDoubles right before I go to the yeah. gym. But otherwise, most of the time I feel the same. I usually right. eat like two, three hours before I go to the gym. I'll have right. a big meal. But it doesn't really matter what I eat. Yeah, whatever you ate the night before, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh shit, if I eat, let's say, if my favorite cheat meal is pizza. Okay. If I eat pizza, the next morning I wake up, my eyes are puffy, I really? drag it. Yeah, you are a sensitive. Right, dude. even though I'm <laughs> carb loaded. Um, yeah. I, every once in a while I get a performance gain from that carb loading, but it, it, it has more harm than good. Yeah. And I think it's more so a placebo effect. It could be. Because I've done so much research on gut health and nutrition and performance health. So while you're shoving that pizza the down whole your throat, time. you're thinking about the consequences the you're going to pay in the, yep. next, the next morning. Yep. And then lo and behold, right. you wake up yep. and you're feeling those same yeah, things. Yeah, I... I, I 
go right into my own expectations. I think that is part of it. Yeah. Um, where I'm like, oh, this is going to hurt my colon and maybe, yep. you know, which if we were that sensitive, we'd have died off a long oh, time yeah. ago. Oh, yeah. Um, but now when I eat junk food, um, I have a tendency to now I have a freaking fridge full of kombucha. Yeah. But I, I'll have kombuchas a couple times throughout the week to try Help to just mitigate, mitigate that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, food doesn't bother you much, huh? Not really. No, well, that's cool. Then, so, so going back to your sandwich thing, do you care what bread you eat? Um, so right now I'm, I usually get wheat, but that's mostly just because it lasts longer. It yeah. doesn't get moldy as right. quick. So, right. um, but, and I switch because I get, um, bored of food very easily. And yeah. then if I'm bored of it, then it's not appetizing to me right. and I don't want to eat it. Like. If I eat just chicken and rice for right. months, I will just despise chicken. Like right. this last time, I didn't want to touch chicken for like, it was literally like four months that oh. I didn't have any chicken. Right. Oh. Just because I got to the point where I was like, nope, I don't want it. I had so much of it. And then when that comes up, I'll just switch to like lean ground beef or yeah. whatever. And, but, um, but what I was doing the last couple of weeks is Sunday I'd, you know, go to the grocery store, get a thing of chicken breast, and then I'd cook up a bunch of rice and basically just have it in a big Tupperware. Right. And then in the morning, I just scoop it into a smaller Tupperware thing and bring that for lunch. So right. it's kind of whatever I'm feeling. Um, like I said, it doesn't, it doesn't really make yeah. that much of a difference for me. Do you track calories, macros, your weight? Mostly so my weight. weight. Yeah. Yep. And that's kind of why um, recently I've lost a lot of weight just because of me working a lot more and then also not being in the gym. Like it's kind of gym and diet has kind of taken a little bit of a backseat because, you know, starting up the whole, all of the stuff with Salutum and um, I've been working a lot of 10 hour days. So the gym and diet kind of took a backseat and I ended up, I've lost about 15 pounds. Yeah. And so now I'm looking at, calorie density because my stomach is still a little small for me not eating right. as much so that's why i got a bunch of cliff bars and stuff like right that. yeah yeah so you don't have to chew as much yeah less yep. volume yep looking for that calorie density so i can start to pack on a little bit more weight right. just because i'm starting i'm going to start you know right. doing more training yeah yep. you're i had bs with you a little bit last week your bench day went okay yep at least good enough until yep. i started bothering you <laughs> which is funny we just talked about bothering people yeah, in the gym and here yeah. i come take your fucking headphones out i want to talk to you i don't care if you Lose got my pump, dude. right i don't care if you have 300 pounds on the bar <laughs> bitch i'm here now talk to me um but no so it's going better you're b right. getting back into your benching so soon you're are you thinking do you have time between now and the arnold to qualify no 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 um, the Arnold, you need a 450 Wilkes from Nationals. Oh, okay. To qualify. Okay. Yeah. Which I assume Amanda got. Yeah. What was her Wilkes? Six? 591. Yeah, I see, I thought she'd hit six. That, yeah, it was close. That's awesome. That's yeah. very cool. Um, but so, go, so going back, so work, you're going to work into your volume. But let's say, so flashback to your last prep. I was going to mm -hmm. say contest prep. If you only got six hours of sleep, would you modify your workout? Would you go I would, uh, so I'd go in having that in the back of my mind. Mm -hmm. I would uh, just go through my progressions. And if I realized that like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'd make, I'd have the fact that I didn't sleep in the back of my mind, know that I might need to adjust my right. weights. But I'm gonna do what I can. But I'm gonna do what I can. Yeah. yeah. Yep, and then if I do, and it was a lot easy, easier for me before because being a a coach and a trainer, like you kind of run home back and forth from home quite yeah, a bit. a lot, yeah. So I would have been possibly able to afford a nap before oh, going. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, because um, yeah, you do train later in the day, for yep, sure. Yeah, so that, that it's just, you got to be aware that the stuff you do outside of the gym affects the gym yeah for sure that's why like a lot of people they're like well i haven't trained in like three days i figured i'd have a good workout you know i felt right but it's like yeah but, but you went to a funeral and yes yeah. and you you know yeah you didn't train for your three mom's days. been in the hospital for three days exactly exactly a lot of that stuff it all affects each stress other. is stress whether it's physical exactly. mental i mean you could just be stressing about a bill maybe you got in a fight with your girl yeah it could be anything it could be anything um so yesterday 
so Tuesday I didn't sleep very well, and when I did sleep, it was definitely restless. Mm -hmm. I almost felt like I was just grinding my face in my pillow all night. Yeah. Anyway, I get to the gym, and the whole time I'm telling myself, today you have certain numbers you're supposed to hit. And I told myself, if anything is going drastically wrong going up to those numbers, you're just not going to do it. Yep. You know, settle for five, ten percent less and do a few extra reps, whatever. Yep. But as I was warming up, so I also had in the back of my mind, as I was warming up, I kept reminding myself, you're going to be a little tired, okay? But if you travel to Chicago for a competition, you're Amanda lifting at 8 o'clock at night and she's used to lifting in the morning, you know, yep. whatever. Yep. Shit's going to happen. You got to suck it up. And as I was going, I kept reminding myself, you'll use less energy if you do it right. There you go. So my form was rules crazy. Energy. Yeah. yeah. I, I spent so much time. So I rested a little bit extra in between rounds and uh, sets. And I was just focusing like it has to be like this mm -hmm. again and again and again. Um, I put probably more mental emphasis into it than I've done in a long time. And built up to the weight I was supposed to. I, had it, I knew I had enough energy in the tank for one crack at it. Very close, didn't get it. But yeah. again... Close enough. It was very close. I have a video of it. There was one little tweak I would have made. Yeah. Who knows if it was because I made a mistake in the moment, I was tired, whatever. Right. Um, but I was curious because, again, you're an RPE guy. Mm -hmm. You know, if you were going to be a pussy ass bitch and be like, I'm tired, <laughs> I'm tired. So this RPE 8, mm, so 25 pounds, that's an RPE 12. I'm done for the day, you know? I guess one thing, too, that listening back, I didn't explain it that well, but RPE. You still, like, I still go into the gym with a number in yeah. mind. Yeah, oh, for sure. So, like, you know what you should be at. Right. So, the like, range. Right, yeah. exactly. It's, and it's just not set in stone. Right. And sometimes, I mean, we talk a lot about, you know, not feeling as good, but there's sometimes you go in the gym and you feel like freaking Superman. All the stars align. Yes, and you're like, RP8, I thought this was going to be 550. This is 570. Or RP8. more. Yeah. yeah. You know? Or if you're supposed to do an RPE9, it's a PR. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. that's the thing, too, is I, like, for example, my yesterday, I think, my uh, my boy Nolan, who we just, we're just switching him. We just started with him. He's in his intro phase. Um, and we were doing one conventional, one sumo day. Okay. And we were primarily doing conventional because that was what he did oh, okay. normally. He most he recently, before we started working together, tried to you know started implementing sumo. And his hip would kind of bug him sometimes mm, with sumo, yeah, so that's why I want to keep I want to keep the emphasis on conventional. Yeah. So I would have him work up to a heavy single on con his conventional day, but not his sumo day. Anyways, he was feeling a lot of lower back fatigue just from all the squat volume and then doing conventional stuff. So. He hit me up before his workout and he's like, hey, my back's still a little bit sore. Can, it would be cool, you know, can we just go sumo? Like, yeah. yeah. Just go sumo. So he had, pro I just said, keep your program the same as it would be conventional. And heavy he single. Up, yep. Heavy single. Work up to a heavy single, I think at, it was at an RPE of six. Mm -hmm. Something easy. Mm -hmm. He worked up to a heavy single at a six and it happened to be 97% of his match. Jesus. Because it felt great. Right. Because yeah, it, felt it just great. felt super right. good. So that's where it's And like, he was probably in his head thinking, well, because my back is fatigued, I got to get something out of it. Yep. You know, I, yep. I got to get a decent number. Right. Yeah, for sure. Or my program is just phenomenal and he's already getting that strong. There you go. That's, <laughs> that's what it is. Yes. SHP, man. There phenomenal programming. 97% is an RPE 6. Yes. Right? Yes. Shout out to Nolan crushing it. Yeah, right? Um, What's funny is uh, coworker Luke, right? Mm -hmm. So I know he'll be listening to this. So shout out to you, Luke. Talked to you after our first episode. Yeah, we had a good chat. And man. we were talking RPE, and he and I were talking shit about you. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that pussy ass bitch goes in and makes it sound like when he says it's an eight, that it can be anything from 50 pounds to 300. And we were talking about ranges where I said, yep. you know, he probably goes in and he's like, okay, so it's got to be, let's say it's bench. I'm shooting for 400 pounds today. Yep. I'm okay with 380, 375, mm -hmm. but I'd really be good with 420. You yep. know, something yep. like that. And there's, so what I usually do too is I kind of have a, a set that I have someone record or watch yeah. and let me know how it goes. So like, for example, for bench, 
that would usually be right around 365. Mm -hmm. And then like that would let me know how I'm feeling so mm -hmm. I can pick my set. Do you track power speed? Uh, I never have. But, but just I, by eye? Yeah, track pretty it, much, yeah. pretty much. And then same thing with squat. Like every time like we're working up, throw five plates on, that's kind of my gauge set. If yeah. that moves fast, I know it's going to be a good right. day. Yeah. If that moves kind of slow and it feels heavy, I know I'll be able to, you yeah. know. I'll and it's really it. important that you guys videotape it. Yeah. Because what it looks like isn't how it feels. Right. You might feel like, oh, that felt great, but it sucked or vice versa. There are times where I, I might grind something out or at least I think I'm grinding it out, mm -hmm. and it moved really well. Yep. So you got to videotape Dude, it. Dude, uh, everything feels heavy and slow to me, so that's why I have Always. to videotape, or right. else I will undershoot everything. So That's hilarious. Everything feels heavy and slow. Yes. 315 awesome. feels like 500 pounds. Right. What the fuck is this? Yes. Yeah, you pick it up off the rack, son of a bitch. Yep. Which is always funny. 315 pounds will always feel like 315. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, Maybe for you, 10 years ago, 315 was a big yep. milestone. It's yep. like, holy shit, still in that in your head just a little bit. Yeah. You pick it up and you're like, oh, that's right. I can squat 600 pounds. Right. Well, that's the thing, too, is each I mean, plate. Joel and I, every time we train, we, lately we've just going up to at least 500 pounds. And it's like 500 pounds is always 500 pounds. Yeah. It's always heavy. Like, you always and gotta psych up for it. I mean, and like I, I mean, I've squatted over six hundred pounds. That doesn't mean that five hundred pounds is light. It's not. A I've gimmick. just gotten able to. I've been able. I can deal with that weight now, yeah. and you more consistently. I mean? Right, week in, week out type. Right, thing. it's just I, there. I've developed ways to deal with that weight, yeah. and that includes strength gain and muscle right. gain. But it's still right. Five hundred pounds on your spine. Exactly. You know? When you squat seven. You'll think the same about six. Oh yeah, and you'll still probably think a little bit about five mm -hmm. because you can't go into, let's say, a five hundred pound squat, and say to yourself, "Oh yeah, it's just it's just five hundred. Right. Where you just eh, because it can still snap some shit. Yeah. Okay, you can still get very hurt on it, um, which is funny. I'm I'm glad you think the same way because when I'm doing sometimes when I'm snatching or cleans or something, yeah. I'm like, you know, I've cleaned and jerked three hundred pounds many many times, mm -hmm. but I still think. Yeah. Here well, we go. See, that's where, unless that's, I need that to kind of get in the right mindset. Oh yeah. You know, this is serious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah change your song and change yep. the music yep. and fuck yeah. So I know I asked you, um, so let's talk nationals. Yep. Did her lifting. So Amanda Lawrence. So you know what? Why don't you talk about how she did? So okay. three yeah. benches or three squats or three days. So nationals was out in Washington State. Washington. Out in Spokane. Did you bring me back something? Mm -hmm. Keep going. <laughs> um, and so, like we mentioned last week, the the powerlifting and the squat bench deadlift, you get three attempts of each lift. Um, so Amanda ended up going, she missed a squat, missed a bench, but got all three deadlifts. So for squat, we ended up hitting 525, Bench, we ended up hitting 237, I think. And then for deads, we ended up hitting 540. I say we, but it was really her. I didn't really do anything. Um, and that ended up, so she ended up second by 10.5 kilos, but we added 84 pounds to her total. And her last meet was four months ago. We added 84 pounds to her total. Right, so 20 pounds a month. Yeah, right. which is nutty. That like, is that's nutty. like when I, because uh, obviously at a national meet, you're around a lot of high level lifters and coaches. And it was funny after she was done, I was down in the warm up room and there's a. Um, one of the national coaches for the USAPL, I think he's a, like a sub-junior, so like a teen national coach. And I kind of felt cool because I didn't know who he was, but he knew who I was. So I was like, oh, oh wow, that is cool. Yeah. No, You're cool, I, motherfucker. Yeah, but anyways, so he was like, oh, you know, how did Amanda end up doing? And I was like, well, we ended up second. We, you know, came up short by about 10 kilos, but she, like, I, I told him the same thing. I'm like, she ended up, I mean... She put 84 pounds on her total. Right. And he's like, what? 84, 84 pounds? 
right? 41? It was 30... Oh, you're right. I keep saying 2.2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so. Um, he was like, what? And I'm like, yeah. And I was like, yeah. And her last meet was in June. He's like, are you kidding me? Right. She's a phenom. Right. So, and for people who don't know, especially when you're at that high level, you, I mean, you're literally happy if you get a two and a half kilo PR on your shear lifts. Yeah, if you like, get a ten pound kilo, a ten pound kilo, a ten kilo PR, like on your total. total. Yep, that's that, huge. that's a good meat. That's, that's a, a good great meat. Yeah, that's that means you didn't bomb. Right, you know what right. I'm saying? You didn't bomb out on three squats and you're exactly. done. Exactly. So she put thirty seven, I think it was kilos on. Her. So run me and through. And also, her. so before we go on, she also the her squat was an American record, yep. which is an unofficial world record. Right. Which means no one her weight has ever squatted right. that way. Deadlift before. too, right? And the deadlift was also. Okay, so this is something for you guys to understand. She got two records and she still didn't win. Right. So I'm not saying by any means, you know, this is a negative thing, anything, but it again, it doesn't matter if you're great at two lifts. You can be so-so at two and great at one and still yep. take gold. Yep. Um, I assume had Amanda gotten the other two lifts, her, yep. she'd have taken gold. Yep. Um, but again, so her opponent... Even though she didn't get these American records, she was right on her tail the whole time. Yeah. Within enough of a range that she could end up winning, mm -hmm. and it was the bench that got her to win. Right. right. What What was your bench? Who's Amanda's or the other girls? Daniela. Yeah. She yeah. Daniela benched three hundred. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it was because of her bench she jumped. Yeah. She jumped because so over. she made up the gap that we had in the squat. Mm -hmm. So. Right, but yeah, that was. I mean, it was fun, and the and I've kind of explained this to Josh before, but the attempt selection in powerlifting is very. It's so complicated, especially when it comes to deadlifts, when you're kind of jockeying for position. Right. So, um, it's just at a high level, me like that. It's it's crazy, but it's just really good experience for me as a coach, just right. being in that environment and having to call numbers and. Di dissect lifts in yeah. seconds because after so after you get done with the lift so let's say you do your first squat you have a minute right? you have one minute from when the squat is done to put in your next attempt right so no so time at no, all i have to watch it dissect it be like okay this is what we have as you're walking to the officials table right, right. writing on a piece of paper yep yeah. yep so there's a lot that goes on and and if you don't it's only a one kilo it's a two and a half. Two and a half? Automatically okay. yeah, two yeah. and a half. Yeah, okay, because weightlifting, it's a one. Right. Right. An so let's say one you crush kilo. it yeah. and you don't get your attempt in. Maybe right. you wanted to take a 10 kilo jump. You can only take, they only give you a two, two and, and a half. half. Yeah. Which can jack you up. Oh, yeah. So let's go back. So with her squat, what were her three attempts? We went, so it ended up being 498 was her opener, which was a, she opened with an American record. Which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. which is unheard of. Right. Um, and then we went 525 and it flew. She did get, so she got one red light on the side. Okay. Judge said depth for depth. Okay. Which ended up kind of getting in her head a little bit. So she went too low. Yep. So for the third attempt, we put on 547. Which is about where you were talking. Yep. yep. And she just... Dunked it down in the Dive hole. Dive bombed. Yeah. Got a little loose and then just didn't have the power to come out. Right. Because, and that's unfortunate sometimes about coaching is even though it's supposed to be objective, it happens so quick. It's hard sometimes to see did their hip get low enough or, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. And then the lifter, it gets in their head. Yep. Um, do you try to go lower? Do you try to just do what you've always done? Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's, that's rough. So now, did that affect her at all? Was she... A so little, she got buried, right? She got down there. She got buried. They yeah, she up. came up a little bit, but then they she just dropped back down. Right, 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 right. Didn't get her rebound. Right. Um, it was, I mean, a little bit, just because squats kind of, I mean, she owns squat. Like, yeah. That's her lift, right? right. So She still course, has an American record. Right. You know? But of course, when something doesn't go necessarily to plan, you're automatically like question, like, what did I do right. wrong? What happened? Da, da, right. da, da. Yeah, you got to get it out of your head. But in the grand scheme of things, yeah, you got the rest of the meat left to do. Right. So you got to kind of just don't worry about that. Right. We'll assess we it later. We can still get it this doesn't, shit. Right. Yeah. It doesn't matter because it's already done. So what we got to do yeah, now is we're not we gotta, adjusting your program today. Exactly. We'll adjust it next week. Yep. Don't worry about it. We got to. So now we got to focus on bench. So mm -hmm. squat's done. got to... Put that out of your head. Don't let that affect you going forward. So bench came around. 
And by the way, this meat was very, very fast moving. God, it was. Two stages. Yep. Right, two stages were going. There was only two flights. One after the next, after the next. Yep. So there's only two flights per stage. So what a flight is, is basically, so Amanda's flight had 10 lifters in it. The one after her had 12, I think. Yeah. So that means 10 minutes, there's about a minute per lift. Yeah. So Amanda's got 10 minutes in between each lift, each attempt. And then after all of her attempts, then the second flight goes through their three squat attempts. Mm -hmm. So while they're going through their three squat attempts, we have to go back, rest, but right. there's no time to rest. 30 minute because, warm up. Right, yep. because they have 12 lifters and then we can start going right after they go through the three For flights. Yeah. So that we have 40 minutes. Right. Usually yeah. in a meet, you literally probably have an hour. Yeah. So or you more. have a half hour to kind of lay around, do nothing. Just kind of let yourself yeah, think leave. about the next yep. lift. Yep. Lot, like get some food in. Yeah, get some candy or yep. some shit. Yeah. And then you can start warming up. But this meat was moving so quick. She had maybe 10 minutes to sit there before right. we had to start getting her ready for bench. Yeah. And getting ready for bench, she was saying she wasn't really feeling that great. She was kind of, I don't know if she had, she didn't have too much caffeine, I don't think, but she just really, she was kind of feeling shaky. Yeah. So. Maybe a hunger thing. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It Who could knows? have been a combination of things. Mm -hmm. She had a ton of, I mean, I don't know. Could have been anything. Yep. Yeah. So having that in mind, in my mind as her coach, mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, well, be ready to call more conservative numbers for bench just because she's not feeling right. Good. You can't really expect her to go out and have the best day of her life if she's not feeling great. Right, exactly. So we went out. She opened with 225, absolutely demolished it. Um, then we went to 37, and it was kind of slow, but it looked more like a technique issue. Okay. So she did it halfway through the lift. She kind of pressing straight up and mm -hmm. like and kind of down rack, and not yeah. back over yep. her face towards the rack. So. Um, but it looks a little slow, so I just took a two and a half kilo jump. I'm like, let's just get this last one, clean up the technique. Mm -hmm. But for the third, she was just gassed. It just wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. it just wasn't there. Um, and then again, go back, and then you got to think, deadlift two takes a little bit longer to warm up, just because yeah. the weights are a little bit heavier. Rest time, you'd like to be a little bit longer. But again, you know, you got, and this time she's like, she's really tired. Yeah. Oh, and for like, sure. She just maxed out on She's two like, lifts. Cole, can we just wait longer? I like, I don't care if I gotta warm up faster. I just want to sit here. I haven't even caught my breath yet. Right. So I'm like, yeah, you know, we can kind of delay right. this a little bit. I want you to feel ready to go before we start going. Um, so she sat there for probably 15 minutes, and then I'm like, all right, well, we gotta go now. Right. Like, we still need time to warm up. Right. So, um, started warming up for deads and I think it was like after her second warm-up she's like I don't know what it is but I'm feeling really good right now good all right I'm like that's what we we call a second win right yeah for sure perfect so, time yeah exactly especially so, on deadlift yep so again like if you're a coach especially in a meet you really have to listen and take into account all the feedback that your lifter is giving you because they how they feel will affect their lifting, which right. will affect the numbers that oh, they put sure. on the bar. If they're not confident going into it, there's no way. Right. No way. Right. So hearing her say that, I'm like, all right, well, let's, you know, let's go back how. to plan. Yeah. So we opened with 485, crushed it. Then we went 518. She crushed it. It was a little bit slow at the lockout. That's how she normally does just yeah. because she's got some thoracic bend mm -hmm. in her back so it means she's very quick off the ground but then at the top of the lockout you gotta get your shoulders back right yeah so since she has that time. bend in her back she takes her a little bit longer to lock that out mm -hmm. and that's kind of where she fails or where her grip mm -hmm. fails a lot of times so it's that's just so long right so when i saw that i'm like and keep in mind we'd already missed two lifts right so I'm like going into the third deadlift. I'm like, well, we need to go three for three on deadlifts. Right. I want to build your total. Right now, the first place spot is a little bit out of reach. Um, so I went a little bit conservative. Initially, I went four. So what was it? It was 243.5 kilos. So five something. Yeah. It was like five 
35-ish or something okay. like that. And she, so when I put the numbers in, I tell her to go sit down. So then she's looking up at the board. She sees what I put in for attempt. She walks right up to me. She's like, Cole, I don't want that number. And at first I was like, what do you mean? Like, is right. that too heavy or too light? She's like, I want 245, which is yeah. 540 pounds. Right. I want a nice, even. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, and I explained everything to her. I'm like, we've missed two lifts. Mm -hmm. I want to go three for three. I want to build your total. You know, we want to walk away with the most that we can at this point. Right. She's like, I don't care. I got I this. Want, I want 245. I need, I'm going to do this. She said, I don't care if you change it. She says, if you don't change it, I'll change it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right. Okay. You know, Let's go do this. Yeah. If, if Put this, your money where your mouth exactly, is. Exactly. If right? this doesn't go according right. to plan, it's not my fault. Right. So I'm like, all right, you're the lifter. Mm -hmm. So, and the thing is about deadlift too, is you can change the attempt twice. Oh, okay. The cool. last deadlift. Cool, cool, cool. So, because it is jockeying for position, yep, you know? yep. And like I said, we weren't there's three girls that were right around the same deadlift. So, it's Daniela, Amanda, and this other girl, Donna, I think her name is, who has a phenomenal deadlift. She wasn't really in the race for the total, right. but she has a great deadlift. She actually opened higher than the, the Amanda and Daniela did. So, oh, wow. So, every single attempt was an American record between those three girls. That's crazy. So literally every single deadlift from those three girls was an American record. So I went back, I changed Amanda's attempt to 245, which is 540 pounds. And that was the number that Daniela had put in. Right. So when Daniela and her coach, Sean, saw that we changed it, they went back and shipped it. So they went 245.5. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry, people who are listening to this and are kind of getting lost in the weeds mm -hmm. here, but um, so they jumped at one pound. They jumped at one pound because yep. it's an American record, exactly. so you can you can put a point five yep. or a, a kilo chip on yep. it. They decided to go. So 0. that factor apparently. Well, we at that time we we're like, I'm like, this is already her max. I don't care right. what they put in. I'm not changing. Right. This yeah, yeah. Because yeah. again, she's already too far ahead mm -hmm. for us to really be right. able to pull for the win and make it feasible. She or her coach must have said, you're getting this American record. Right. We're and not going to basically, let, we're not going to let Amanda have That's basically one. what it came down to yeah. is who wanted that American because record. Because Daniela is the one who won, right? Yep. So she was up by, I mean, the, the coach could have made them done the math quick. I'm up by 10 kilos, yeah. you know? Yeah. We got this. It right. Just, they wanted the record. Yep. It yep. had nothing to do with exactly. beating Amanda. It exactly. was the record. So, know? so, Amanda had 245, Daniela had 245.5, and then this Donna girl, her and her coach put in like 247.5. So oh, they don't yeah. even chip it. They're like, right. we don't we need this got stupid you. chips. Yeah. We're not we going to 246. chips, man. Right. We got two. Right. So 247.5. I eat chips for breakfast, yes. bitch. So that's like a normal jump. So that's right. not even using a chip right. whatsoever. So then, so Amanda is the first of the three to pull. Right. And I'm freaking nervous, you right. know, I'm like, Because it's a kilo and a half higher than you wanted. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, if she misses this lift, she goes six for nine. Like, that looks bad on me as a right. coach. Like, da-da-da-da. But I trust her. You know, mm -hmm. she went out there and she freaking pulled that she got thing. That done. She got it done. Mm -hmm. She got it done. And I was so pumped. But then it was like, all right, well, here comes Daniela with right. 0.5 kilo on there. Yeah. We and Amanda and I were like happy just because the meet's over and right. she ended up doing Great super total. good. Yeah. And then in the back, like where all the athletes sit before they go out, they have a screen of the live feed. So then we look up and we're watching Daniela start her attempts. And she's pulling, she's pulling, she gets it like a little bit past her knees and can't lock it up. Nope, down. Like, yes, we still got it. Right. We still got the American record. Mm -hmm. And then here comes Donna, the freaking beast of the deadlifts. And keep in mind, people, I was not expecting to get to walk away with American deadlift. Right. American record. Two records, for sure. Yeah. So Donna comes out and she's super tall. She's mm -hmm. like six two. Oof. So super tall. 180 pounds. Yep. That's she pulls yeah. she pulls conventional. Mm -hmm. So just a beast, right? That's just a, a big savage. torso. Yeah. So she reaps reaches down, grabs away, starts pulling. Gets it like halfway up her shins, stalls out, and drops it. So then we start freaking out too Screaming. because we walk away with another American right. record. That's so cool. So basically everything that we could have done except winning. 
yeah, we did. Exactly. So yeah. in the grand scheme of things, it was a fun meet. Had you got nine for ninety to one? Yeah, you know, yeah. which is great. So hopefully that's fuel for Amanda. Oh, and right. So by the way, last year. Amanda was, I think, over a hundred pounds behind Danielle's total. Oh yeah, Danielle's total from last right. year. So, so she surpassed that old total. Yes, and she's only lagging by twenty pounds. Yes, yeah. <coughs> That's next meet. Oh yeah. That's Arnold. So they're they're looking in the rearview mirror a little bit. Oh, we are yeah. right there. Right. So and you talked about it last week that bench is her biggest problem. Mm -hmm. What what changes are you going to make in the offseason? So well, we, not really off season, but this first phase. What we've already done is, in the strength phase of this last block, we switched to forty days a week on bench. Yep. So I think sticking with that and her just getting more volume, and I think she's just gonna see progress with that. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna keep rolling with that, see how that goes. But I think she's really like just in this last couple months kind of caught her stride with her bench and yeah. stuff is clicking a little bit more. Four days a week, you're going to get good. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. So I think we're just going to run with that still, and I think she'll make a lot now, of Now, as Arnold comes around, are you going to taper it back to three days a week or just probably stick with not. four? We'll probably stick four with the whole four. time? Yeah. Yep. That way she doesn't get any bench rust. Exactly, know? yeah. Which four days a week benching kind of sounds like a high school football player's program. For sure. <laughs> bench every day, bro. Right, so does five-day-a-week squat programs, yeah. but I swear to God, it, when I go into a program where I'm only squatting four days a week or three days a week, I get rusty. Yeah. I, where it's not as good as it was mm -hmm. when I was in this other phase. So yeah. it makes a huge difference. Yeah. And again, I can be a bitch and I don't have to put so much weight on the bar, <laughs> which I assume you have with Amanda. You have one higher volume day, one higher yep. intensity, yep. and then some technique days. Yep, exactly. You know? Exactly. That's very cool. Yeah, um, it was a lot of fun. Now... So again, and I keep going back to this. So, the fact that she tr she had to compete at eight o'clock, yeah, that that had to have done something to her. Had yeah, to, because so I, she when did she fly out? So she flew out on Friday. Okay. So she was there for two full days. Right. She got a training session in there. I'm yep. Sure. She got a training session in there on Friday. Um, but I mean, she usually works out about five thirty. True. So Very true. It's it wasn't a huge. Does she train on Sundays change. typically? No. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, she got the day off before. Right. But I mean, there was. I mean, there's a two-hour time change. Yeah. Which true. does play a little yeah, bit of a role. Two hours later. So, eight o'clock there was what? Ten o'clock. So it started eight o'clock here. Six o'clock yep, there. It started okay. at six. Yeah. There. yeah. I remember seeing USAPL live on YouTube, and I'm like, "Fuck! It's at eight o'clock. Yeah. It's Sunday, bitch." Yeah. Seriously. I'll catch up with Cole about it later. <laughs> um, and I knew you guys would be posting the videos yeah. and talking about it. I was very impressed too when you had two American records because we were just oh, talking dude. about the squad. Yeah. Like That's I sweet. said, we weren't even really thinking about the deadline. Right, for sure. Yeah. I got to believe um, whether it's not maybe not this time around, but next time around at the Arnold, if she sees another decent progress in her total again, there are going to be sponsors looking at her like crazy. Yeah, there's already a lot. I I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure there are. Yeah. Um, but again, Especially if and what when she beats Daniela and she gets gold, yep. big deal. Yep. I mean that's that's really cool. I mean her Instagram following tripled from when when you and I first started talking. Because I remember yeah, the first she's got like talking, over thirty k. Yeah, we were talking. You know, oh, she's got ten thousand followers. You yep. know, she'd be kind of cool. Yeah, you know, in the future when we do this podcast, we should interview her, things like that. Yeah. Now it's tripled. So yep. I mean, obviously people are paying attention, which is cool. Um, her being a young female is great. Mm -hmm. um, so, are there going to be really any changes to your programming of her? Is there? Um, no, I think hopefully she makes some changes to her, um, the way she does my programming and sticks the RP a little bit more. Oh, okay. Because I think that's what took away from her peak. Okay. Because she, she's constantly kind of pushing that line yeah. of failure that doesn't really allow for any super compensation. Right, right, yeah. So that's She's just why always right there right. grinding. So that it, it takes away from the peak because mm -hmm. you're never, I mean, you can't peak if you're already peaked. You yeah, know? yeah, you so can't peak if you're a little tired too. Right, and I, I think it's obvious she peaked a little early because mm -hmm. she, she did hit 550 in the gym. Yeah, she posted that video, it was what, about a month ago? Yep, yep. yep. So she, I mean, she has squatted 550 in the gym. 
she's benched 255 in the gym. Yep. Um, I think her deadlift, I mean, that the last two meets, that's gone really well. She's hit more on the platform than she right. has in the gym. Which is awesome. Right. But I think if she, you know, hopefully listens to me a little bit more and realizes realize that I actually kind of do know what I'm talking right. about a little bit. Right. <laughs> well, and it's so true. I mean, it doesn't matter what you hit in the gym. It matters what you exactly. hit on the platform. Exactly. You know, you could set all the world records you want in the gym, but if you can't do it, yep. you know, if you can't pull it, you can't yep. do it. Yeah. Um, no, that's it's very interesting because I do remember seeing her hit that 550 yeah. a month, six weeks ago, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, she's going to fucking blow it out of the water. Right. But you're right. If she's if she's been pushing redline a little bit in the mm. last, especially this last week yeah. or the last two weeks, it, it is hard to get that kind of rubber band effect, that right. bounce. Right. It just, it, I mean, it totally screws up the peak because right. you don't want to fail or get very, very close to failure because there's, I mean, it takes so much for your body to recover from that, even oh, though it yeah. may not feel like it sometimes, but your central nervous system does take damage from that. So I think the accumulation of her pushing to exceeding RPEs, that kind of accumulated and didn't allow her to right. lift on the platform. And it prevents it from being predictable. Right. You know, because that, and, and that's with weightlifting too, if, if, you know, every Monday you, you're consistently doing it like this, you can assume on Monday you're going to feel like this. Yep. Well, if you have highs and lows and this and that, and you know, some days you're feeling great, some days you ran yourself into the ground because of yesterday, it's so hard to predict, especially for one specific right. day. Right. Like for me, I literally probably hit, I've, all my PRs are on the platform. Yeah. Like my biggest squat in the gym is 585 and I've hit 605 on the platform. Right. Yeah. My biggest pull in the gym is 700 and I've pulled 705. My biggest bench in the gym is 5 or 420 and I've hit 435 on the Yeah, platform. and and that's how a lot of people do it. Yeah. A lot of people use the competition, use that environment, use that hype, use the, all that excitement to help yep. them push more. Some people they like to hit the PR and then match that PR because right. they know they've hit it as right. a confidence thing. Yeah. Um, but either way, it's predictable. Yeah. And know? see, I think for me, I am so much not a numbers guy. Yeah. Like I really don't care. Like the number on the bar doesn't. Like a lot of people get scared of like say their first time ever squatting four hundred five yeah. or benching three fifteen or whatever it may be. There's numbers that kind of like get in their head. For me, it's Matt, like right. the numbers don't bother. It's just five more pounds. Right. So for me in the gym, if I hit a solid, you know, 585 before my meet and it feels good, like that, I don't care. I, I don't care during the meet that I haven't touched those numbers before. Right. Yeah. You it's know? just, it's time to do it. Right. Yeah. It just all depends on feel. So right. if like I hit 585 on my second attempt and it flies, I'm not afraid to put more right. weight on the bar for the third. Right. Yeah. Because you you're going to put another you know, five, 10 kilos on exactly. You're going to assume it's going to fly again. Yep. Right. Yeah. Um, no, that's, that's see, see, and I'm the other way. Not that I get scared, but when it's 400 pounds, mm -hmm. I look at it and I'm like, all right, squat. I'm like, okay, 400 high bar. It's time to do it. You know, soon it'll be when it's 440, when it's 460, right. you know, whatever. But for me, it's like, it's only 10 pounds more right. than what I did before. Right. You know, it's not like, Oh, now it's all of a sudden this new, you know, fancy way. Right. Where, you know. Yeah. Now that there's like, four plates on right. the bar, it it's makes literally a huge difference. only five right. or ten more, exactly. more pounds than you had on before. Yeah, that's true. That's I just for whatever reason I never have really, I can't relate yeah. to that. Those numbers hype me. So first time I clean and jerk three fifteen. Yeah. The week before went terribly. Right. Where I shouldn't. I mean, I should have because I peaked at the right time and everything worked out, but. It shouldn't have really happened, mm -hmm. but because it was 3.15, I told myself, it's fucking time. Three yeah. plates, let's get this bitch. Yeah. It, to me, it's motivating, but I know exactly what you're saying, where you put, for some women, 225. Yeah. 225 anything. Yeah. Bench, squat, deadlift. A lot of people have, yep, they almost have a mental block, right. whereas... 
there's some times where you can load up 225 with change plates and they'll hit it. Oh, yeah. And then you put out 245s, or I'm sorry, you hit 225 with change plates, mm -hmm. but then you put out 245s and then they can't hit it just because exactly. it looks scary. Exactly. Because you see those two full yep. plates. Yeah. Yep. I, and I've seen it. So I've seen people where they'll do, let's say, 400. So we've got. You know, three forty-fives, a twenty-five, mm -hmm. a ten, a five, a two and a half. They hit it, no problem. Yep. But now, when it comes time to taking all of that shit off, putting one more, they can't do it. Nope. They can't. Because it looks it. scary. Because it looks scary, which I think is crazy. Because you look at it, it almost looks like you're in the circus when you have all those weights yeah. on, right? Yeah. You you got a dick on the side of your bar, yeah, and you're just about to deep throw it. It's like screw that. Just right. Just plate put on that there. plate on. It looks so much better. It's a nice s'more. <laughs> yeah. Right. I got two forty-fives on one side. And guess what? Two more on the other side. Uh, yep. Um, so one last thing I want to talk about. Uh, actually, two things. One, if you haven't seen the Instagram post, our apparel is live. Yeah. Um, we're working on getting on getting it on SHP's website. Yeah. Right now, you can follow the link to get it if you want SHP stuff. I put the link on the Instagram post Perfect. too. It'll be at the bottom of this as well. I'm sure Cole will be reposting that. Yeah, check it out. I mean, like we talked about in the first episode, there's tons of mm -hmm. stuff on that website. So shirts, sweatshirts. Coffee mugs, which is kind of cool, yeah. drawstring bags, really anything you want. Yeah. Um, but what I do want to say before we get into it, so it's that season uh, where people are getting sick. Yes. What is your, what's some general rules of thumb when you're sick in training? Well, one we already touched on, but I think sleep just sleep. rules, rules yep. everything. But let's say you have a cold, you're coughing, And flu, then you got a training session. And you still got to train, yeah. So it's, you really have to see if it's bad enough where you're like well am i gonna get more out of going to home yeah and getting rest and getting better or is it kind of mild enough where i could still go to the gym and at least get something done right and for me if when it comes to sickness i always err on the side of caution yeah because i'd much rather just get it knocked out oh, right, right away so that i can start my normal training right. again Rather than try and train through it, have crappy sessions, prolong the process right. because think about your body's fighting this virus or cold or whatever you got going on and then you're throwing a bunch of stimulus on top of that from right. training session. Plus you're probably going to add more caffeine to yep. your pre-workout. So I mean, it's going to kind of prolong things if you were to push it if it's something bad. But it's say, yeah, I mean, if you got a system let's get yeah. your freaking ass Right, in yeah, yeah, uh, head cold, yeah, yeah. deal yeah. with it. Um, usually what I tell people is, so I deal with a lot of athletes that do a lot of volume too, so high intensity type stuff. Um, not CrossFit, by the way. You call it CrossFit, I'll choke you. Um, <laughs> Wait, what did you do? Like, didn't you do CrossFit a little? Before? Three classes. Oh, I did sure. three whole classes. And then I said, fuck this, I can't make it anymore at nine o'clock or whatever time. So I started working out on the side. So while cro CrossFit classes would be going on, I'd be on the side weightlifting or doing Don't they whatever. frown upon that? Fuck yeah, they do. <laughs> the dirty looks I used to get when, let's like, say, they're who's doing. Who's this little ginger? Right, who's here? this son of a bitch <laughs> doing clean and jerks on a Saturday while we're trying to do box jumps yeah. and shit? Um, yeah, I did that all the time and they hated it. But, and it was disruptive to class, but you right. know what? I'm a fucking personal trainer at this gym. I'm yeah. going to do my shit. Um, yeah. Anyway, so with the high intensity stuff, if you come in coughing, so you have a chest cold or whatever, if while you're working out you're coughing, I'll send you home. Yeah. Because your body can't deal with the mucus and this high intensity yep. all at the same time. But if in between sets you might have one hack, I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I always tell my athletes this. If you're working out is because you're telling yourself, I have to because I feel like I'm getting fat or weak or something like that, go home. Yeah. Because you're coming here from an addiction standpoint yes. where you're going to overwork yourself into an oblivion. Yeah, you're in the wrong mindset. Exactly. It, but let's say I, you know, I have a cold and it's a max out day. Yeah. I'm, it, again, I'm still going to give it my all, mm -hmm. but maybe next week I'll take extra time off or, or whatever. But yeah, the last thing you want to do is turn a cold into something worse. Right. You, you, because especially when you're peaking, the amount of stimulus you have where your legs are twitching when you're sleeping or your yep. chest or shoulders or whatever, now add a cold on top of that, you're really not going to sleep. Yeah. And it, it just keeps compounding on it. Um, but you're not a numbers guy, and I am. 
So if I miss, let's say, a Monday workout and I look at all this volume and I'm like, I just missed all that volume and I don't want to tack it on to all my other days because I have so much volume to do. Yep. I see it as almost being defeated. Yeah. Right? I feel, no, yeah, I feel, I feel the defeated. same way because like, you didn't get your work done. Exactly. And then you're like, well... I'm supposed to progress on this. Right. Next then, week, it's supposed to be another two kilos. And then I the feel fuck? like, yes, exactly. And then you're like, well, now everything's going to be behind. Right. You know, I might as well stop lifting. Cause, yep, yeah. I'm, I'm done training. I'm this done. Sucks. Yeah. yeah. No, I feel you. And, and then at that point, you got to just be like, okay, I'm overthinking this. I'm putting too it's, much it, it, it. That comes from the addiction side. Oh, yeah. For sure. Missing one training day isn't the end of the world. No. 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 And again, so maybe you miss that one training day. And you come in the next day and let's say it's supposed to be a technique day. Mm-hmm. You just put, because you should come back more recovered. You should put 10 times the mental focus into it. Oh, yeah. And that day should be flawless. Mm-hmm. Your technique, let's say you're benching. This bar speed should be better than it would have been had you worked out the day before. Yep. So let me come ask back you this. Yeah. So if you were to miss a training day, uh-huh. like you kind of touched on, do you just skip that day or do you try adjust your program so you can get that day in? So in the last three years of working on, Mm -hmm. not full-time weightlifting, but pretty much, I've only missed two workouts. Damn, son. So um, actually- Toot your own horn a little bit. On Saturday, I'm going to a wedding and I got a sub for my class so that I can come into the gym. I'm going in way early. So I can train. I'll actually be lifting through that class and then I'll leave. What's really cool is my athletes understand because I always tell them it this way. I'm here Thanksgiving. I'm here Christmas Eve. I'm here New Year's Day. I'm here on 4th of July. Every holiday that you get off from work, I'm here. Mm -hmm. So I take very few days off. Um, And on the days I take off, let's say it's Thanksgiving. You come to the gym. Why? Because it's your day off and you can come to the gym. Your priority is the gym. And then whatever else. Same goes for me. So the Saturday, while they're doing their class, they all understand my priority. I'm an athlete first. Yep. Then I'm here to coach. Mm-hmm. If I can't be an athlete, I'm not here. I'm right. going to pull my hair out. I'm gone. Yep. My bosses have yet to figure that out. Yeah. Number one is I'm an athlete. Number two is I'm using what I learned as an athlete to teach my athletes. Um, so, yeah, I've only missed two. But okay. on the two that I have missed... It's because I did some other volume, Spartan races, okay? Um, But typically what I would tell an athlete is, let's say you do completely miss a day. So even if I'm on death's door, I, in my head, and it might be, so let's say I'm supposed to snatch 225 or whatever. It might only be 95 pounds and I might be doing it slower or emphasizing certain things, but in my head, it's 225. Yeah. In my head, it... I never miss the gym because I still got to work. Unless, I mean, I've right, had... Right, because you're there anyway. Exactly. A lot of the time, I need you're to be there working. Anyways. Exactly. Yeah. I have, you know, anywhere between five and ten appointments for that day. Yeah. Some of which are classes. So I might have 40 people counting on me that day. Well, and also, that's a big chunk out of your paycheck if you don't... Oh, work, it is. For sure. Know, yeah. Which is always secondary. Right. But I don't get paid time off. That's for sure. Yeah, so, yeah. unfortunately, as a coach i am more likely if i'm sick to push through it yeah. unless i'm deathly sick um but yeah i'm a terrible example because i always tell people there's no excuse to not do something i mean there's been days where i don't go to the gym let's yeah. say it's a snow day um and i'll do yoga maybe with a broomstick but i'm still doing the 225 snatch in my right, head. Right. And the next morning I you're might getting, wake up. You're getting that mental work. Exactly. Yeah, I might so. wake up the next morning, my body is in so much pain because I found myself doing a two minute tempo snatch. Slow from the floor mm-hmm. to the hip to the, it's gonna make me a better lifter later. You're a psycho dude. I am a psycho. But that's also kind of what we touched on last time too, is like focus on what you can do, not yeah. what you can't do. 100%, yeah. exactly. Um, and actually, I just posted a video this morning about um, how when you get injured, doing nothing is the worst thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, focus on what you can do, not yeah. what you can't. Um, so again, so if you are sick, don't be a wuss about it. But if you're truly sick, um, take your volume down. Maybe you only work out twice this week. Right. Right. Working out two times a week will maintain your strength. Right. You're not going to get weaker in two no. weeks. Uh, exactly. You no. have to be gone for... It's, 
15 or 16 days yeah. of doing almost nothing right. before right. you're So if you come it. in and get anything done, you're doing better. I mean, you're not you're not going to lose anything. Yeah. That's what I tell people. It's like, well, you know, I'm going on vacation for the week, and right. I don't really know if I'm going to have access to a gym. It's like, bitch, go on vacation. Enjoy right. your vacation. You're not going to get not. weaker. You're right. not going to lose any muscle. Tomorrow. When's the last time you took a day off? Go home. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. yeah. You got to just sometimes, and sometimes you just need a mental break. Yeah. You know, so if work has been stressful, I mean, family stuff, whatever, whatever it may be, sometimes you got to prioritize and just be like, well, you know, like I said, I might just benefit more right. from a day off For sure. than from going to the gym and having a crappy workout. Right. So guys, suck it up. That way, suck it up and don't be a wuss. That way, when it is time to take a day off, you've earned it. Yeah. Right? So if, if you are going on a 10-day vacation, earn it. Spend the three months leading up to that doing what you need to do. Okay? But also, if you can afford to, find some time to do something. Yeah. Do, I mean, do Why some Why can't you do body squats? weight squats? Yeah. yeah. Do, do push some push-ups. Yeah. Come on. I mean, prisoners get good workouts, Tired. okay? And they're so jacked. You, exactly. Yeah. So you can do <laughs> shit in your hotel room yeah. don't be a wuss even just wake up and do yeah just do 50 squats and 20 push-ups like yeah. even even if you just do that i mean like, drop down and give me 20 bitch you know you this is the coaches collab we'll see you guys next week